welcome to the Red Sunflowers podcast. I'm Valerie. And I'm Grace. And we are two pals who enjoy chatting about real life and our experiences of it as Catholics. We are excited to be able to share some of those conversations with you. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) I just caught her off guard. So actually starting with that. uh, Yeah, I'm starting. Okay. I don't know what I was doing, but okay. <laughs> yeah. I, think I was just looking I think at you. You were just breathing and uh, okay. gazing at me. Okay. <laughs> As per use. Hi, <laughs> <As> Grace. <laughs> no, oh. that wasn't it. Okay. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, man. Well, we're back, and um, it's October. Mm-hmm. So, lots of um, pretty awesome feasts. Well, all the okay, all the saints are awesome, but some pretty dope feast days throughout this entire month just kind of sprinkled around. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, we'll get into our topic in a minute, but one of those feast days we're going to talk about, which you probably already know, because probably the title is going to give it away. Unless we want to be sneaky. We could. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll, yeah, we'll pray about it. <laughs> yeah. To sneak or not to sneak. Yeah. Hmm. Usually to sneak. To sneak, yeah. <laughs> I think the Lord likes a little sneaking. <laughs> oh, man. If you can't tell, we're a little hyper. Yeah. A little bit. We are. Feeling a little goofy. Mm-hmm. But. It's a Thursday evening for evening for us. And at this point, it's a dark outside. And so, probably, I guess I'll just speak for myself. I think I'm a little bit tired. But also just kind of being with you gives me energy. Mm-hmm. It makes me energized because we start talking about stupid, silly things. And then yeah. I'm laughing and then we're mm-hmm. making fun of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And I gaze at you and I breathe. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a good old time. <laughs> oh, mm. man. Uh, well, there's no good way to segue into our... Int- yeah, no, I'm not even going to try. Um, so our intention this month is going to be for young people, and there is a particular reason why we chose this intention. Um, should I just say? Yeah. We are talking about John Paul II today, and he absolutely loves young people. Young people absolutely love him, and so we just thought... And also, like, young people go through a lot, especially... Mm-hmm. I mean, Yeah. I feel like especially in this day and age, they're so busy, they're mm-hmm. so stressed, they're under so much pressure, they're, yeah, they've got relationships, they've got school, they've got sports, they've got so much going on, and so mm-hmm. a little extra prayers for our young people never hurt, and I'd like to say I fit into that category, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay, good. <laughs> yes. Pray for me. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's our intention. Cool, cool. All right, well, let's go ahead and and pray. And I'm thinking, so you have this book out, which Mm -hmm. is a great book, and in it it goes through um, John Paul II's, his five loves, correct? Mm -hmm. And one of them is Mary, so I thought, let's do Hail Mary and ask for Mary's intercession. Mm Mm-hmm. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. John Paul II, pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> ah, okay. This, I have a question for you. And not that they ever do, but it doesn't relate to our topic at all. Oh, okay. So put that on pause. <laughs> yeah. So we'll get back to John Paul II. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. If you the there's a slight variation here, and you can answer whichever one you want. Which kitchen utensil do you think you would be, or which kitchen utensil would you want to be? Oh, I've been asked this before. Really. Okay. Which well, I've been asked which utensil you are. Okay. I can't remember my answer. Mm. What was my answer? Dang, I can't remember. Um. Hmm. Are we so utensil? Does that include like appliance type um, thing? Um, I'm not really thinking of appliances so much. Okay. Not an oven, not a stove, not a no, coffee no, maker. No, 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 no. Okay. No. Um, well, like <clears throat> a cup, would that be a utensil? I guess I'm thinking like when you bake, like, okay. so like wooden spoon or like ladle, like soup yeah. thing or like whisk with your hand, those kinds of things. Oh, okay. Sense. So like, you know, a lot of people have like those, um, yep. like, yes. Canister Yes. Yeah. And all the... Yeah. Pick something out of there. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Just about got to my base there. Oh, speaking of... Okay. Sorry. Side note. I... Before we... (laughs) Before we started our episode, I don't know why, but I was pounding on my chest. And I looked over at our audio and it was like... It was like all the way in the red. And I'm like... And normally we clap to sync up the sound from the camcorder to the sound from these mics and we still did this time about our claps mm-hmm. but it was kind of like we don't need to clap because it was so loud yeah anyway um okay well i'll tell you what i think i am i think i'm a rubber spatula okay because well okay when i am like say i'm making some brownies mm-hmm. and um I, you know, I'm dumping the batter into the pan. Mm-hmm. I gotta get a spatula to get all oh. of it out. Mm-hmm. No. Done with that wooden spoon. No, no, no. I, so, there's like you a... You start with a wooden spoon, though? Uh, it depends. I don't think I do all the time. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think recently I haven't been because the spatula works just fine mm-hmm. for all of it. But, um... Yeah, so there's kind of like a little bit of a, OCD is pretty strong of a word, but like where I've got to get everything, even when I'm like making pancakes, mm-hmm. you know, got to get that last bit out for, to make another pancake. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm a rubber spatula. What would I want to be? Um, I don't know. There is something kind of, you know, endearing about it. <laughs> A wooden spoon mm-hmm. because it can do a lot and like everybody has one 
mm-hmm. which in some ways makes it less unique, but it's also like a familiar homey thing. So mm-hmm. I'm cool with being a rubber spatula, but maybe a wooden spoon would okay. be a good option too. Yeah. Is that satisfactory? That is. <clears throat> that is. I'm a little bit surprised. Really? Yeah. But I shouldn't be, probably. But I think it's because I had something else in my head that I kind of think you would be. And so for some reason, I was like, oh, yeah, she's going to say this. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I think of you as a whisk. Really? <laughs> yeah. I was thinking you were thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know why. Yeah. I don't have a good reason why. It's just one of those things that I'm like, I, yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> yeah. Beat the devil out of it. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. and for you? I was I was gonna say rubber spatula. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. For like the same reasons, pretty much. Um. Kind yes yes for the same reasons, but also because. Well, this sounds like. As I'm getting ready to say it, I'm like, this is going to sound ridiculous. But also, it's like my favorite utensil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like my favorite. It's my most used. Uh-huh. Like, I just feel like you can basically do everything mm-hmm. with a rubber spatula. Mm-hmm. Like, wooden spoon, great. But I'm, I'm not I'm not the biggest fan. <laughs> and, and I just think the rubber spatula is the way to go. Mm-hmm. And, like, trying to bake without one is, like, I feel like I'm trying to bake with no hands. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I can't know. <laughs> How do I? What is happening? Yeah. And, yeah, I used to, like, I would sometimes get, like, a fork or a whisk out and mix something up. But now it's, like, I can just use a rubber spatula. Mm-hmm. And it can do everything for me. Mm-hmm. And you can get it so clean. I feel like wooden spoons, you can't always get super clean. And then, like, with the water and washing them, sometimes... I don't know. Oh. Things get a little funky. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. So I'm like, rubber spatula. Yeah. But you got to be careful because some of them are floppier, so you can't do as much with it. Like, you wouldn't want to stir. Like, if you've got a stiffer rubber spatula, that's yes. what can get crap done. <laughs> yes. My mom has, like, the perfect spatula. I think I'm and picturing it. Is it tan? Most are, I guess, but... It's actually red. Oh, okay. We do have some tan ones, but the red ones are the jam. Oh, okay. And then she got some for me. Oh. And... You're like... They are it. They are it. (laughs) And welcome to Chats with 80-Year-Olds. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Oh, man. (laughs) And weren't we saying we fall in the category of young people? Well, and here we are. Yeah, dang wh- it. whatever. It's fine. <laughs> that is kind of ironic. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <clears throat> but also, okay, this is totally random. But going back, I was thinking of you as a whisk or a pastry cutter. Is that what you call it? Ooh, yeah. I can kind of see you as that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So. Yeah. Because I like cut things. <laughs> Destroy dreams? And uh, no. No. Wreck things? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was thinking more like positive, like kind of fun and like mix things up a little bit. Oh, no, okay. You know, like 
get things done, but in kind of a fun way. Like, I kind of like using them. Uh-huh. Like, I don't make a lot of pies, mm-hmm. but when I do and I get to use one of those, it's kind of like, ooh, mm-hmm. it's kind of fun. This motion. Okay. I don't know what is happening with my wrists. It's the pie cutter. It <laughs> <laughs> should be a dance move. Yeah. <laughs> Again, eight year olds. Yeah. That made me think of. Yeah. Okay. I could see myself being a whisk because. Also because. <laughs> it sounds like you're trying to say risk. <laughs> whisk. <laughs> yeah. A little whiskey. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the drink. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, because there was a very, I was being very stubborn one time and I was like, I am going to make whipped cream Mm -hmm. with my hand in a whisk and not use that electric mixer because I was trying to prove my mom wrong. (laughs) (laughs) There's the youth. Yeah, yeah, there's that rebellious angst. (laughs) This was like a year ago. (laughs) And I did, I proved her wrong. So, thanks, Mom, for uh, accepting defeat. <laughs> because we do, we laugh and we joke about it now. Because oh, that's good. There were a couple, yeah. No need to expound on that, but basically it was like, you you can't do that, Grace, uh-huh. or like you're not going to want to. I think mm-hmm. deep down she knew I probably could, mm-hmm. or at least I'm going to tell myself that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I can and I will. I whipped the crap out of that stuff. And you know what? I think I even over whipped it. Wow. <laughs> because it was starting to get like almost chunky. Like it oh, was, pa- was uh-huh. kind of past the shiny stage. Gotcha. Yeah. So I was a little overzealous in my... I'm not very competitive, but that was definitely a little burst of competition and stubbornness coming out. It's interesting how that happens. It is. Because I'm not... Where'd that come from? <laughs> yes, I know. It's a little bit frightening. A little scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I wouldn't say I'm super competitive either. Mm-hmm. But there are moments where it comes out and it's always like, in the moment, it's like, I gotta make this happen. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, it's like, whoa, what was that? My inner beast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. 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 <clears throat> But what one would you want to be? You just try, like, just the spatula. There's nothing. You have, you don't have eyes for any other. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, I'm not entirely sure what I think I would be. But I think I would either want to be the, I would either want to be the spatula or the pie cutter. But I don't know what I think I would be. Oh, Okay. I hadn't really thought about it. I can't, yeah. Okay. I can't really think of other things. One thing I do keep it, yeah. How long are we going to talk about this? Um, But one thing I, another utensil I can picture that would be, you know, in the canister would be, and I don't know if this is a very, like, common thing, but, um, like the, when you're frying things, so it's like a little... Like strainer? Yes. Okay. On a stick. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm imagining that. Whisks, wooden spoons, and spatulas. Oh, okay. Kitchen scissors or like scissors you might use to cut meat. Mm -hmm. Are you Um, including knives in this? Oh, you could, I guess. 
Yeah, I hadn't originally, but you could. Maybe you would be a like, oh, a potato masher. Oh, yes. Yeah. What else could be in there? Like a potato peeler? Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would not want to be one of those. I do not like those things. You don't? No. Mostly because... Yeah. Possible injuries? Yes. Because injuries, it takes so dang long. And, like, I just feel like I can never figure it out. I don't know if I was using a bad one or what the deal was, but, like, (laughs) I feel like I spent forever on a single potato and I could not actually get it all peeled. And, like, something kept going wrong. I don't know what was going on. Oh, okay. Well. So now I'm like, okay, well... If I make something with potatoes, there's just going to be skins. Mm-hmm. I've accepted this reality. So. That's yummy sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Sometimes it's kind of weird. One time I made mashed potatoes and I didn't take the skins off. Yeah. But Smashed. you know what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> that's, that's what, what I was doing. It. Yeah. Nice. My, one of my sisters prefers smashed over mashed. Nice. AKA leave the skin on. Cool. All right. Good to know that, like, that's a thing, and not just me being, well, I still was maybe kind of lazy. (laughs) (laughs) But you could say it's, yeah. Yeah. I can make it seem like it's intentional. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Well, should we move on from the kitchen talk? Yeah. Okay. That's probably a good idea. Ooh, we could segue because, (laughs) because John Paul II loved desserts. Yes. And so did. Yeah, so. Can I tell that story? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so for those of you who are not watching, this book, St. John Paul the Great, His Five Loves by Jason Everett. Ever, do you say Everett or Everett? I say, I've always said Everett, but uh-huh. I... But it's spelled but Everett. But I don't... Yeah, and I've been hearing people recently say Everett, or, sorry, Everett. It's hard to Everett. say. I can't say it. Yes. Yeah, okay. So, I don't so, know. Whatever his last name is. Him. <laughs> Him. Um, and so there's a story in here. Actually, Valerie told me about it, and then I just recently... Ah, sorry. Um, recently came across it. But John Paul II loved desserts. <laughs> and he... <laughs> there's a story in here about, um, you know, he'd, like, eat dinner or whatever, but he would, instead of just, you know, like, asking <laughs> the nuns, you know, like... For oh, because I think maybe he was trying to like not. Yeah, because he would try to say, okay, he's cutting back on sweets. Mm-hmm. But he had a major sweet tooth, mm-hmm. and so he would just <laughs> he would just sit there at his place and just start drawing circles, which was a signal to the nuns that he wanted a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's so funny. It's so cute, uh-huh. and it's just like so human. Yes, like, exactly. Human. So human. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Very endearing. Yes, exactly. Very endearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, just imagining him. Yes. Just with this, like, kind of sneaky, sneaky smile, smile. Because he knows. Oh, He knows. Yeah. I, I shouldn't. I told him I don't want this. But, but... now we're here. <laughs> and I want a cookie. <laughs> oh, it's great. It just, yeah. It makes me think, too, about, like, his relationship with, the like, the nuns or whoever would get. Like, how did. I Like, if I just saw you. I mean, I would know now, but if I just saw you, like, outlining a circle, I wouldn't go, oh, she wants a cookie. Yeah, good point. Yeah. So, you know, they had to have, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's sign language for give me a cookie. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just kidding. 
I mean, maybe. Maybe. Probably probably not. Not. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. John Paul II. Yeah. Sweet tooth. Mm-hmm. So, today, oh, actually, we should talk about um, this is our, oh, there's a little bug on the table. Um, sorry, I'm distracted because it's kind of a cute bug. Um, I thought you were about to kill it. Well, I th- I thought about it. Um, Are you going to let him go? I think so. Okay. Do you want to kill him? Well, <laughs> he wasn't really invited. So, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, he's going to fall in the crack. Oh, he didn't. He can't okay. fall all the way. Okay. Right. Um, okay. <laughs> Sorry. The focus is... Yeah. Ooh, wow. God. Yep. <laughs> uh, okay, this is our 12th. 12th? 12th. 12th. How do you say that word? I don't know. 12th? 12th. 12th. It ends with the T-H. Mm-hmm. 12th. 12th. <laughs> 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 okay. That was it. Yep. 12th. Yep. <laughs> Episode. Yeah. yeah. Full, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've come like a whole year. And also Valerie pointed out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. That I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think our first, it wasn't full episode, but like our kind of like trailer uh-huh. type thing, um, was released on John Paul II's feast day. So, so that's coming full, full circle, circle, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> here that could give us cookies. cookies yeah seriously for that i think we deserve some cookies it was a did you know that I mean, right before you before you do that i was gonna say it's coming full circle <laughs> yes. but then i realized it is really coming full cookie circle wow wow oh my gosh well i don't know i think this episode is a success yeah <laughs> yeah if you get nothing else yeah i mean that yeah, wow that was a total mic drop moment yeah well um i don't even really remember yes i do yeah so full circle <laughs> uh to where we are today which also like does it kind of feel like it's been more than a year yes it? okay yeah. it does yeah 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 i'm like i don't it does yeah i can't tell you how long it feels like it's been like, I couldn't quantify the feeling, mm-hmm. but it feels longer. Mm-hmm. Things were so different when we first started. Yes. I think that's that's probably why, because mm-hmm. it's like so much has changed in the past year. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of insane mm-hmm. how much has changed. You were still in school. Uh-huh. I was just starting the new job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah, since then, so, yeah. Like, so many, like, significant life events. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. 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 So, but here we are. Here we are. Um, and so we just mm-hmm. kind of thought to talk about him. We would just kind of find some of his uh, dope quotes. Uh, also, I'm going to steal a little phrase from our pastor. Shout out Father Sean Wilson. <laughs> Name drop. Uh, name drop. Woo. Um, <laughs> but he wrote like a little article about John Paul II, and he called it the dope Pope of hope. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to steal that. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take some 
dope quotes from the dope Pope of Hope. And that's just kind of going to be what we talk about today. Cool. 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 Do you okay. want to start at the very beginning? Sure. At the beginning of like... I don't know. Okay. Because this just me yours like toasty. It I is. I feel like I'm starting to really sweat. I am. Okay. And I don't know if this is close enough to me. <clears throat> Oh, it's fine. Whatever. A little too late for that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Not to be a savage, but... <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Here we are. Okay. <clears throat> All right. I'll just start here. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Holiness is not reserved for a small number of exceptional persons. It is for everyone. It is the Lord who brings us to holiness when we are willing to collaborate in the salvation of the world for the glory of God, despite our sin and our sometimes rebellious temperament. That's good. Mm, Can you say that last chunk again? Yes. Um, Starting with just like the last sentence. Yes. Okay. It is the Lord who brings us to holiness when we are willing to collaborate in the salvation of the world for the glory of God, despite our sin and our sometimes rebellious temperament. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes rebellious temperament and yeah. sin. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <clears throat> mm. I know. I feel like there's a couple good points in here. Oh, okay, it is harvest season, and, and the tractors are booming out there. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Woo. <clears throat> wow. Um, okay, so this might just come off as, like, repeating the quote, but whatever. <clears throat> so, like, first good point is that holiness is not just for specific people. Holiness is a call. We're all given. We're all called to be holy people. Um, and then it's not our own doing. Like we don't make ourselves holy. It's not like by our actions or whatever. It's not what we do, but it is the Lord that makes us holy. Um, and then it's, and it's a collaboration with him, Mm -hmm. cooperation with grace. Um, Yes, evilly. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly not this grace. <laughs> How did you know? Yeah. Um, and then, yes, yeah, so then this one, one line, collaborate in the salvation of the world for the glory of God, mm-hmm. which is like collaboration and salvation. That itself is like, Woo, that awesome sauce. Yeah, and then it's like for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that that last chunk, despite our sin and our sometimes rebellious temperament, it's like, yeah, yeah. I know. I <laughs> was chuckling when I was like, our sometimes rebellious temperament. <laughs> I was like, that's a little bit generous to say. I think often <laughs> might be a bit more accurate, yeah. but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. John Paul II, are you thinking too highly of us? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is really good. Lots of good reminders wrapped mm-hmm. up in that quote. Yeah. 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 I feel like it can really be like 
like all together it's really great but mm-hmm. you can really like chunk it up mm-hmm. and like pray with wow. parts yeah. of it mm-hmm. yeah 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 hmm. i know and i highlighted it but then i realized it actually makes it harder to read it it, <laughs> it yeah it kind of does with that highlighter yeah so like that kind of defeated the I mean, it, it sticks out. Yeah, that was the purpose, to draw attention to it, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Here we are. Yeah. Okay. That's good. I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got one? I am going to try to decide here. Um, so, as we mentioned, John Paul II loves young people, and so he often spoke to crowds of young people. And uh, here is just one that, yeah... I feel like a lot of his quotes are like, just make you feel, not that it's about feeling, but like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ready oh, to go. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just really encouraged and also just like ready for a mission. Yes. And just remind, well, reminded that you are on a mission, mm-hmm. um, which is a really beautiful thing because I think we forget that a lot of times. Mm-hmm. But so here's one. He said, dear young people, do not be content with anything less than the highest ideals Do not let yourselves be dispirited by those who are disillusioned with life and have grown deaf to the deepest and most authentic desires of their heart. You are right to be disappointed with hollow entertainment and passing fads and with aiming at too little in life. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It just really stuck out to me when he said, yeah. Do not let yourselves be dispirited by those who are disillusioned with life and have grown deaf to those deepest desires in their hearts. It's like, oh man. In many ways, isn't that pretty much every single one of us mm-hmm. who have just like, yeah, I've kind of lost a um, zeal for life, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just like the, yeah. Woo. So that was really good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, you are right. Like, you have a right to be disappointed with um yeah what the world's offering you with yeah what mm-hmm. the world's offering you because it is it is uh nothing in comparison to what the lord's inviting you into which is something so much deeper and more fulfilling and something that will fulfill those deepest desires and so you have every right to be disappointed in that mm-hmm. so don't um don't feel like there's something crazy with you when you're you know not feeling fulfilled because that's actually a reflection of, oh yeah, you weren't made for that. <laughs> You're made for something way more beautiful and uh, true and good. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that all like entertainment and fads are like horrible, bad things, but just that like, this is not it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even the spatula. Even the spatula. Oh man. <laughs> Soul crushing. Yeah. <laughs> I really am the pie cutter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so yeah. I thought that was really good, like, exhortation, you know, um, for young people in particular and, yeah, for just everyone because I think we, yeah, relates to everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of my uh, next quotes actually relates to mm. that quite a bit. Um yeah so it just kind of builds off that i don't know if there'll be much more to add Mm -hmm. um but john he says people are made for happiness rightly you thirst for happiness 
Christ has the answer to this desire, but he asks you to trust him. So just kind of, again, touches on like that longing for more and like the longing for joy and to be happy. And yeah, that the world doesn't always give that. Mm -hmm. And like Jesus really is the answer to that. Um, But then that last part, but he asks you to trust him. Like trust that he will be the one Mm -hmm. to fulfill those desires. Yeah. Again, another good reminder. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I think we think like, how? Yes. How are you going to do this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Like, that's exactly what my mind went to, too, Mm -hmm. is like always the question of how will you do this? Like, how will you do this? How could you do this? Mm -hmm. And it's interesting, like, that that is our, like, a lot of times our first question of, like, how could you do this and not why mm-hmm. you know in that situation I don't know yeah just a, a stray thought yeah because like when we go to yeah yeah obviously it's because he loves us mm-hmm. but it's like yeah I don't know yeah that's an incomplete thought something for me to think about later mm-hmm. <laughs> but hmm. yeah like we're asking the wrong questions yeah like instead yeah. of expecting the lord to say well here's how i'm gonna do it dear Mm -hmm. like expect him to love you because he does and he will Mm -hmm. and that's yeah that's the why Mm -hmm. behind his promises Mm -hmm. Hmm. interesting but we do want to know how (laughs) yeah 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 no we do yeah I feel like I have, I feel like I just need to think about that more. Pray with that. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if that makes any sense, but just to, mm-hmm. anywho, we mm-hmm. can go to it. <laughs> okay, well, let me know what you come up with. Um, let's see. Do, do, do. So something, I think I read it somewhere in here, but I cannot find it back, but... He was talking about um, young people and the, just their like their desire for beauty. So pretty much everything kind of that we've been talking about these deepest desires and uh, this quote, which is really uh, pretty popular. The first part of it is: "It is Jesus that you seek when you dream of happiness. He's waiting for you when nothing else you find satisfies you." I love this part right here. He's the beauty to which you are so attracted. Mm. I just love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? Um, yeah. And then, again, just a lot of the similar themes we've been talking about. But it is he who provoked you with that thirst for fullness that will not let you settle for compromise. It is he who urges you to shed the masks of a false life. Is he who reads in your hearts your most genuine choices, the choices that others try to stifle. So again, just these themes of like, first of all, it's just encouraging that to have someone recognize the, that there is like, that there are deep desires, you know, mm-hmm. in each and every one of our hearts and that the Lord put them there. So, okay, you have these desires what are you going to do about it? Well, I'm going to tell you what's not going to work. 
And of course, this is Grace's paraphrase of like, which is not as beautiful or eloquent, but I'm going to tell you what's not going to work and it's not going to be what the world offers you because you're going to come up um, feeling empty and it's just not, just does not have the capacity to fulfill what you're longing to fulfill. And I'm going to tell you what or who is, and it's Jesus. Um, He is the beauty to which you are so attracted. That's dope. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is. It is. So. Do you have something? What? Another quote? Oh, yeah, okay. So, going back to this how versus why. Mm Mm-hmm. You have to tell me if th- tell me if this makes sense or not because mm-hmm. this is being processed in real time, and it's mm, what time is it? Like I don't know, evening, uh, nighttime. Yeah. So the processing just gets slower and fuzzy. Um, but when we ask how, that's like focusing on the gift and the action. Where when we ask, when we ask how will you do this, that's focusing on the gift and the action. When we ask why would you do this, that focuses on the giver and him. Mm-hmm. So just kind of that like, mm-hmm. that thought just occurred to me. But that makes a lot of sense. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How quickly we forget his love, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, and, like, how quick we are to focus on the gifts and what he gives us, and we think that that is, like, everything, like, this is everything, what he gives and what he does is, is it all, and it's like, no, 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 (laughs) that is not... Jesus's gifts to you are not the sum of who he is. Mm-hmm. He's so much more than that. And it's so easy to lose sight of that and mm-hmm. to forget that. And to think that the gifts are um, the only expression of his love for you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like, he's giving me good things right now. Like, I'm feeling pretty consoled. Life is going pretty well. Work is good. Family's good. Friendships are good. So the Lord really loves me. But then, like, when you're, you know, like, things just got really hard Work is hard. Friendship's not great. Family life, hard. Uh, I've got this other situation that's just, like, really weighing on me. Okay, so... I guess you don't love me anymore. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And that's, like... I think always, yeah. Always focusing our eyes back on the cross. It's like, okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No matter what he's giving or not giving you, this is what he gave you. His entire mm-hmm. self, his entire life. Mm-hmm. And that that is something that it's like, saying it, it's like, okay, that's obvious, but easy to forget. Oh, absolutely. Like, absolutely. And it's like, it's so, yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, I think partially, well, just our human nature like we have a natural aversion to suffering mm-hmm. and to difficulties. Mm-hmm. Like we just want life to be easy, happy, sunshine. Mm-hmm. 
But also I think this can be reinforced, which discipline is very good. So I'm not saying that it's not good. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times discipline comes from like you did something bad. So you're going to be in an undesirable situation now. Like you're Mm -hmm. going to your toy is going to get taken away or you have to go sit in the corner or you have to, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's like there it reinforces that association of like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it took me a minute to get to where what you were talking about, but yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I think yeah. I was like, what do I thought? This like this idea of you were good, so you're gonna be treated good. Yes. You were bad, so you're gonna be treated bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it just takes a perspective shift. Mm-hmm. Um to recognize that that's not the way the Lord does things. Mm-hmm. And like, even something that I always find very interesting, and like, I forget a lot, but every time I'm reminded of it, I'm always like amazed. Like, when we suffer, it, um, how do I want to word this? Like, we hear this a lot where it's like, you know, we're drawn into the Lord's suffering mm-hmm. and that is very true. But like, sometimes it's like, okay, but like, what, what, mm-hmm. like, okay, what is that really, mm-hmm. what are you meaning here? Um, but one way or like a thought that is always, yeah, I find intriguing and really neat is that like when you share a life experience with someone it like draws you closer together and like lets you know them more intimately. Mm-hmm. So like when we're suffering, um, which I think John Paul II has a quote. Did you friend here? No, oh, I couldn't. Okay. I which is really frustrating. She had a quote that she really, really was trying to find that she loved from him, but she couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. It was about suffering. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this wasn't one I had highlighted, but it relates directly to it. Okay. There is no evil to be faced that Christ does not face with us. There is no enemy that Christ has not already conquered. There is no cross to bear that Christ has not already borne for us and does not now bear with us. So with that, the like every suffering we face and we endure, Christ has already experienced that same thing. And so in going through that, one of the gifts of it is that it actually helps us to know him better mm-hmm. and like become more intimate with him because there's kind of a shared experience there. Which mm-hmm. is just like, a, yeah. what? Wow, that is really interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of yeah. That's funny. That's something I've been thinking about is shared experiences and like, um, yeah, kind of like the intimacy there. Um, and even sometimes like the jealousy that will come in my heart when like other people share an experience together, especially like one of my friends Mm -hmm. that I can't share or don't share with them. And it's like, yeah, some like jealousy can come in because it's like, but now you have a certain level of intimacy that I will never have with you because, you know, Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's been kind of funny you mentioned that because that's something I've been thinking about. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Hmm. 
So you might say that we are privileged to be able to suffer. Yeah. To share in that in intimacy that we wouldn't be able to if everything was sunshine and lollipops. Mm-hmm. That intimacy with Jesus. You could say that. Yeah, you could. <laughs> I mean, I it's guess. true, but it's like. Yeah. That's like, yeah, that's a whole different level. <laughs> yeah, that is. That's one of those things that I'm like, it's backwards and upside down and inside mm-hmm. out, but mm-hmm. here we are and it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but when you are suffering, that can be like a yeah. a seri- like a genuine, true source of hope mm-hmm. and like... Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of brings some light into the darkness mm-hmm. of like, okay, this is not meaningless. This is actually some way, somehow, even though it feels nothing like it, drawing me closer to Christ. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yep. Maybe the only, yeah, consolation that you have in the. In bearing the cross is that, yeah, mm-hmm. union with Christ. Yeah. I, li- I heard this homily today, actually, um, that was really kind of interesting. And it was, it was basically about union with God. And the three, there are like three sort of, I don't know if stages is really the right word for it, but so on a very like, yeah, Stage. I'm going to call it stage. Stage number one is um, in any created human, there is already a union with God because there's mm-hmm. just the union between creator and creature. Okay. Okay? So that's there. Mm-hmm. Stage two is in the baptized when we uh, are imprinted with divinity and become God's beloved children. And so there's that, I guess... I feel like these aren't really the right words, but like a greater depth of union with God in baptism. Okay. And then the third is um, imitation of Christ, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. happens, you know, as we grow and mature in our spiritual lives, as the Lord takes us on the great adventure. And, uh, you know, we grow in our prayer lives, we're um, receiving the sacraments, you know, going to confession regularly. And so, more and more so, whether we see it or not, we're looking more like Christ. We're imitating him more. Um, and so perhaps in that stage is also like, and this can happen in any stage, um, any stage, but the suffering, or at least suffering that will make you look more like him, you know, maybe in a stage before, um, you wouldn't look so much like him because you haven't matured um, and so you aren't, don't have the capacity to bear the cross the way that Christ would, but as he, yeah, as we learn to imitate him by his grace, I'm certain it involves the cross. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And you even think about like imitating him. And looking like him involves similar actions and that carrying the cross, but mm-hmm. also like um, 
like his wounds and like mm-hmm. at a certain point we will have yeah to bear wounds as well mm-hmm. and I like something there's one thing you said in there well that was all very nice I enjoyed that <laughs> I stole it <laughs> <laughs> um but that like in some of the earlier like stages we may have not had um the maturity maybe I don't know if that's exactly the right word or like the capacity to carry the cross um so I don't know I just yeah mm-hmm. kind of like following along with the mat- maturation mm-hmm. what you, what's I don't know what that word is mm-hmm. but of of the soul and like yeah as it grows mm-hmm. yeah and even like there's a more of a tendency so like you talked about the natural like human uh yeah the tendency is to like get away from me suffering like i'm gonna do mm-hmm. everything like at beyond all costs Zane. yeah beyond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, it's good. <laughs> so, yeah, so I just think, like, you know, earlier on, and this isn't to say, like, you go from one stage to the next and you're never going to, like, bounce. Well, I mean, you can't be unbaptized. So I guess in that, in that like, um, analogy or whatever you want to call it, you do go through stages. Sorry. <laughs> but like in the spiritual life as a whole and in our development, you know, we're going to kind of like bounce around. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there are times where we're going to be like completely 100% repulsed by suffering and that's natural. Mm-hmm. But then in our walks with, with Christ and getting to know him and his heart better and realizing that it's actually yeah, that he's going to be there with us, giving us what we need, we will learn to actually embrace the cross better. And also, I'm looking at this poster of St. John of the cross, and he is literally, like, hugging a cross. Mm-hmm. But it made me think of um, the, yeah, countless scenes from the Passion of the Christ when Jesus is just, like, he's, like, hugging it. Mm-hmm. And just this idea of learning to embrace. The cross is learning to be like Jesus, um, and it hurts. <laughs> uh, I am not by any means saying I'm there. I don't want anybody to think that I, yeah, but I just, yeah, I'm just kind of thinking, yeah, there's something to, to that, to learn how to embrace when coming from a place where we just want to push it away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And um speaking of like embracing the cross mm-hmm. hugging the cross carrying the cross um i just read this today when i was looking up yeah there's this one quote i was trying to find couldn't find it prayed that i find it because i really want to find this quote back um but i found other ones when i was looking for that one and i read something very interesting um so this picture in the front of this book and like a lot of pictures you'll see john paul ii um oh, yeah. like leaning up against the um it's like i think i don't remember what they call it like staff but also it has like oh. the cross on it mm-hmm. and 
um, I read this really beautiful thing that like ties in to this perfectly, mm-hmm. where um, they said that like um, as he got older and like his health was declining, he would like genuinely like he physically needed that mm-hmm. and would like lean on this staff that has like a crucifix on the top. I don't know. Sorry, I don't know what it's called. Um, to like help him walk like he physically needed this and he would lean on it and use it as his support and like they just tied this into like his his like spiritual life and like how this was a physical representation of like the example his life was of how he like truly leaned on the cross and like the cross was his support and yeah they just explained it very beautifully but Mm -hmm. like the general point. I'm like, yeah. I didn't realize that. Like, looking... Because you do see a lot of him, like... Yeah, you do. Leaning on it. And I didn't know why. I just thought, oh, he's, like, venerating, mm-hmm. the, you know, the crucifix and mm-hmm. whatever. But then I realized, I'm like, oh, wow. I mean, wow. That's yeah, beautiful. That is. Oh, like, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> that came full circle for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cookie round two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, that is funny. Mm. And, yeah. Hmm. This kind of sort of ties in to what we're talking to now. Mm -hmm. Um, Another quote. The way Jesus shows you is not easy. Rather, it is like a path winding up a mountain. Do not lose heart. The steeper the road, the faster it rises towards ever wider horizons. So I think there's even something to like, which maybe this is really obvious, but like suffering being a necessary part of um, the spiritual life and that it matures us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And when, yeah, the steeper the road, the faster it rises. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the suffering, the difficulties mm-hmm. are, yeah. 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 Hmm. Lots of good things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, hmm. Do you have something else, Val? I I have a couple other ones okay. that I'm gonna read, and then we can go through them kind of. Quickly, I'll just read them, make any comments we have. Okay. Um, Some that I really liked. Okay. This is one that, like, I don't have an answer to it. I don't know what to say about it, except that this is, like, a perfect thing to take to prayer. Mm -hmm. God is love. We eventually have to ask ourselves the question, why was love nailed to a cross? So I'm like, that's a that's something you can pray about for a good long time. Yeah. yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. That's like, yeah. I feel like there's really some depths one could mine there. Yes. Huh. It would take much longer than this we have on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come back in 40 years. I'm, yeah. I may or may not have something to share. <laughs> Come back when we really are 80. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
And then, okay, another one that's like, well, I like all of them. I don't need to say I like them. <laughs> because, yeah. Nobody is so poor he has nothing to give, and nobody is so rich that he has nothing to receive. Mm. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's also... That makes me think of another quote. I didn't write it down, but... And I'm not going to be able to remember it exactly, but it's something like the the worst cage is a closed heart or something mm-hmm. like that. The worst dungeon or something like that. Yeah. That makes me think of like the rich and not necessarily like the material or yeah, materially rich, but also just like <laughs> pride, mm-hmm. you know, um, sometimes we can think we have, yeah. That there's nothing we can receive or whether or not we recognize that sometimes we close our hearts off to receiving and so the heart that is closed is the um the worst dungeon um yeah we're not so great at receiving i feel yeah. like yeah like because we always think like it has to be reciprocated and like granted like in you know love you should definitely try to Love people back, mm-hmm. I guess. I want to be careful about what I say here. But, you know, even, like, when someone, like, does a favor for you or, mm-hmm. um, I'm not saying you specifically, but does a favor or, you know, buys you lunch or something, you feel like, okay, we're not equal anymore. Like, there's some, like, I got to do something. Like, there's kind of like this, you feel like your conscience is kind of pricked or something, but I think it's, like, in some yeah sometimes it's this just false idea that well essentially what it comes down to is we struggle to receive mm-hmm. <laughs> to receive love and because maybe because we think that we can yeah we can handle it all or that we should be able to because mm-hmm. of a b or c yeah societal pressures maybe that we feel that we should be able to yeah but I don't know. That's something to ponder and pray about is just the gift of being able to truly receive, yeah, gifts from the Lord, but mostly like just his love, the best gift of all, and just to let him love you. And also, I think a really good prayer is to ask him to help you to see yourself the way that he sees you. And that's, (laughs) yeah, because then you'll get a glimpse into how much you're loved a glimpse, mm-hmm. <laughs> not the entirety of it, and that will, yeah, be a great opportunity for growth and just to be stretched and to learn to receive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that was a little rant, a little no. tangent. No, you're all good. <laughs> you're all good. Okay. What else you got? Ooh, I love this one. Okay. Love of Christ does not distract us from interest in others, but rather invites us to responsibility for them to the exclusion of no one. I love this quote so much. That is really good. Mm -hmm. One more time, please. Okay. 
Love of Christ does not distract us from interest in others, but rather invites us to responsibility for them to the exclusion of no one. Mm. Like that is one of those things where it's like, I do not like this word because whatever, but it's like a balm, like B-A-L-M. Oh. On like a a weary, sore heart. Like it's just like... It just like warms the heart and it's just like, ah, yes. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. Why do you think it has that effect? Well, I think because sometimes I do have this false idea of like, like, okay. Basically, I guess that as backwards and as upside down, as wrong as it is, that sometimes Christ is a distraction from others Mm -hmm. you know where it's like I have to I don't know there's like this idea that it's like okay I have my prayer time here and then my people over here and I kind of have to like make sure that I'm giving them my full attention so like I don't want these you know Mm -hmm. I'm not explaining this very well but Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then I just I love this idea that like when we love Christ and are like in relationship with him um, that we actually can love and serve the people around us better Mm -hmm. like that because sometimes it's like well but it feels like if I need to love and serve people better then I need to have my full attention on them Mm -hmm. you know so like just that idea that it's like yeah Yeah. goes back to the focus on Christ and that it will actually then we'll be able to love and serve those around us better. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I kind of like this idea of, like, responsibility for them. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, in essence, like, one of the signs of family mm-hmm. is that you have responsibility for each other. Mm-hmm. So, like, the idea of it being, ex- you know, extended yeah. to a bigger circle, mm-hmm. I like. And then also to the exclusion of no one. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. And, like, one of the things that um, John Paul II talks about a lot, especially with, like, young people, is he talks about, like, this, um, like, chaste, pure love. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really, like, one of the beauties of, um, I mean, all vocations are called to to live chastely. But, like... um, like, one of the things of, like, the priesthood is that because they don't have a wife, they're, like, they can... I want to be careful with this wording. So, like, correct me if this comes out wrong. But, like, because their love and attention... Their vocation is not to love God through one person. Mm -hmm. So the love is, like, divided more... I don't know. Do you get what I'm saying? I get I'm what like, you're saying. I'm wording it really terribly. But like... I get what you're saying. no one is excluded from their love. Mm-hmm. Because the love they give is not um, like a romantic, undivided love for one person. Mm-hmm. So does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. I did not anticipate going on that little tangent, but... Yes. Anyhow. Yes. So. There is definitely... Yes. There's a familial, like you said, with the family and the responsibility. Um, 
which yeah, we definitely see in the priesthood. But also when you said the, um, yeah, how'd that say? Whatever, how'd that say? <laughs> Wherever it said responsibility. Um, yeah, responsibility for them also sounds very maternal to me. Yes, yes. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, exactly. That's <laughs> <In> emotion. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It tugs at the 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 heart of woman mm-hmm. to be maternal mm-hmm. and care for her children. Yeah. <laughs> Physical or spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what you said. I think it was towards the beginning of what you were saying about that quote. But it made me think of um Where's that quote? <laughs> Has the heart. Oh, because like, so, uh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, hmm. I can't remember exactly what it was you said, but it made me think of this quote that I have. Um, sorry, I'm trying to figure out if I want to read the whole entire thing. <laughs> okay. It is Jesus who stirs in you the desire to do something great with your lives, the will to follow an ideal, the refusal to allow mediocrity, nope, sorry, the refusal to allow yourselves to be ground down by mediocrity, the courage to commit yourselves humbly and patiently to improving yourselves in society, and here's the part I love, making the world more human and more fraternal, Mm. which is like, Mm. yeah going back to like that family and kind of having the responsibility, but I love, it's something that I've heard. I feel like a lot, but, um, the Catholic faith makes us more human. Mm -hmm. And, um, (laughs) yeah, no, I'm like, oh man. Yeah, this is good. (laughs) Yeah. And like, yeah, I think there's like this, you know, false idea of like, yeah, wanting to kind of put off, it, like, and maybe this is more like our bodies, you know, but kind of wanting to just, like, do away with our bodies and just be, like, the spiritual, but but, but God became man, <laughs> and mm-hmm. he entered into humanity, and, um, yeah, just things I've heard about, like, yeah, Catholicism really being the true way to become fully, to become more human, mm-hmm. and what that looks like, and I think John Paul II is a great example of it, because that man was fully alive and fully human mm-hmm. and I mean I never met him I've only like read things about him but he's he's vibrant he's himself he can embrace the pain that comes with life and yeah he's just I don't know just this idea and it sounds kind of abstract but just of becoming fully human that mm-hmm. I think is just something that we've lost <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. something that we're not really sure how to do. Yeah. How to be human, which sounds mm-hmm. like so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Because we are human. But... Yeah. No, but it's it's true. Uh-huh. It's true. I know. I was just actually talking kind of a little bit about this um, with someone recently. And um, the comment was made that they're like, um, we were talking about this one person and we 
long story but basically they were you know saying like this person's really holy you know they're a lovely person just kind of telling me about them mm-hmm. and they're like you know they are one of those people that remind you that the holier you get the more human you become which is just like such yes. a beautiful like idea and a beautiful reality not just an mm-hmm. idea a beautiful reality and it it is true that it's like there are certain people that are really holy and you're just like wow you are a, like a real person mm-hmm. and like it's always shocking to me because I think it's like when you think of someone really holy you're like oh well then you must like if you're really holy you are probably like praying 30 hours a day mm-hmm. and you know you wouldn't really have time to talk to other people yeah yeah <laughs> and like just you know you just expect this very like pious mm-hmm. like sounds kind of bad but someone kind of snooty mm-hmm. not in like a bad way but just like <laughs> mm-hmm. yes just this idea of like yeah. all of these perfect things this mm-hmm. perfect person who prays perfectly always and they mm-hmm. fast all the time and they you know yeah yada 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 but yeah and it's probably my pride and insecurities but sometimes like I have this expectation that, like, around really holy people, I'm going to be uncomfortable because I'm going to feel so much less than them, like, Mm -hmm. so small and so, like, oh, what a piece of garbage. But it's, like, that is not the experience I've had Mm -hmm. where it's, like, around really holy people. It's, like, no, actually, I, like, am inspired. I feel loved. I feel seen. Like, all of these really Mm -hmm. beautiful, positive things. Mm Mm-hmm. That is so true. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Okay. Anything else? I think that's sufficient, right? I feel like that's a good note to end on. I've got one more. You got and one I more? see okay. that you have it too. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes. I think it's just like yeah really good thing to wrap it up mm-hmm. very calming mm-hmm. maybe you're listening to this before you go to bed it to be the last thought you have mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> what a romantic yeah thing to yeah say <laughs> so this and then imagine we're tucking you in yes yes <laughs> okay and also yeah well i'll show you the picture after so john paul ii says and oh and sorry this also came from so he was like a playwright. Mm-hmm. So this came from one of his plays, which was called Radiation of Fatherhood. And he says, in the end, everything else will turn out to be unimportant and inessential, except for this. Father, child, and love. I love that. Isn't that so great? That so, is. Yeah. I love that. Do you mind? No. This picture... Know. It's, yeah, it's a picture of John Paul II giving a baby a smooch, (laughs) which is really cute. So, yeah. And in the end, everything else will turn out to be unimportant and inessential, except for this. Father, child, and love. Isn't that great? That is, that is, like, honestly, yeah. Someone read that to me right before I go to bed. Yeah. Like, seriously. Mm -hmm. When you're having all these, like complicated thoughts about mm-hmm. the day that you just had or the day you're about to have it's like let's get back to the simple basics yes. truth mm-hmm. beautiful goodness yeah yeah father child and love 
Mm-hmm. It's all right there. Yep. Father, child, love. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You got that, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. No, that's good. Mm. That's good. Sweet. Wow. Awesome sauce. Right. Jump that's to We Love You. Yeah. For reals. Should we do a bit? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. I have to think about it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. I don't have anything off the top of my head. Yeah. If you haven't noticed, we... I forget to do that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like maybe 50-50. Yeah. That we remember to do a share a bit of the month. And that's probably being generous. I was going to say, I don't even know if we got 50-50. I think... Because there's been a couple times where we're like, oh, let's catch up. Yeah, let's do two. Yeah. (laughs) If you're trying to catch up at this point, be like, let's do six. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Hmm. Well, I've got one. I told you it earlier, but this picture makes me think of it. My godson, Jonah, is now... So he's a little over one. And now he's giving kisses, which is just like, oh my gosh. Like, Jonah could not get, you thought Jonah could not get any cuter, but then he gave you a kiss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a name of a book or a yeah. movie. Um, but yeah, he, like, the way he, <laughs> he makes himself look like a fish. So like, he tucks his cheeks in, <clears throat> and... He'll like lean in and he'll even make the little like kissing sound and it is just absolutely precious. He's got like, yeah, these like big dark eyes mm-hmm. and he is just, oh my gosh. Like I said, you thought he couldn't get cuter, but then <laughs> he gave you a kiss. Yeah. So that would have to be, yeah, that would be my bit of the month. Nice. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, oh. Ooh, October 1st. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can choose whatever you yeah, want. No. <laughs> yeah, no. October 1st was St. Teresa's Feast Day, and it was a day of great celebration. Lots of fun. Mm-hmm. Lots of fun was had. And, yeah. Teresa's is one of my favorite saints, if not my favorite saint. I've, I don't know how I feel about naming a favorite saint. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'm, that I'm, I don't know. Yeah. But I would say if, yeah, I don't think I'm ready to commit to naming one as my favorite, mm-hmm. but Trez and John Paul II are like top three. So. Dang. And big month for you. Yeah. For oh, everyone, yeah. But. Yeah. Yeah. And um, just something that makes it really neat is like my two godchildren. So, mm-hmm. John Paul and Therese. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. so I will do Therese's feast day and my godchildren. So solid choices. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've ever said before on yeah. this podcast that Therese is for confirmation. Mm-hmm. Name. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and she has done. Yeah, has been a significant influence in my life mm-hmm. so yeah <laughs> shout out to her. she is my girl mm-hmm. 
I don't really say stuff like that. I don't know. That, whatever. <laughs> We're going with it. We're going That's with it. You know, Valerie's serious. Okay, it's like a thousand and four degrees it in is. here. It is. I know. <laughs> like, oh, man. Oh, yeah. man. Okay, well. All right. That's we, all. Yeah. We will see you next month. Mm-hmm. And uh, just a reminder, prayer intention, young people. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. See you in November. Yep. Bye. Bye. (laughs) The Red Sunflowers podcast is a production of Journeys Revealed Ministries. Glorify the Lord by your life. To learn more about this Catholic nonprofit apostolate, visit the website journeysrevealed.com. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day.